a new spirit. Our liturgy tonight, it both tells the story of creation and it makes it present. We heard the story of creation, our first reading tonight, that God, in his love, created the heavens and the earth, the plants, the animals, and it was good. Then God created human beings, man and woman, in his image and likeness, and it was very good. But then something happened. At some point, things changed. Because the original harmony that they had, there was harmony between Adam and Eve, so there's harmony between people. There was a harmony between God and man. There was even harmony between man and creation. And fourth, there was harmony within man himself. But but something happened, that that relationship with God was, was ruptured. And this is the situation that you and I were born into. That's our experience. In 2021, that's, we, we feel it more than ever, that people are so angry. Our, our politics has become so polarized. Someone was telling me recently, they're like, my family members, I used, to, I used to be able to have a conversation with them. We, even, even good people are arguing about whether we should or should not wear masks, things like that. And if someone doesn't agree with me, they don't just, I don't know, unfriend me. Now they block me from their life and I'm dead to them. Or ghosting, as they, uh, the college students say, right? <laughs> so that's, that's, so we, f- we feel that rupture, do we not? We feel it with God, too, right? I look for God. Haven't seen him. I've asked him to reveal himself. I don't hear his voice. He, he seems to have abandoned us, even if he ever did exist. Isn't that the prevalent feeling? We feel that? Like, where's God? If God exists, sure hasn't revealed himself to me. Our, the harmony between us and our world has been really ruptured. The environment is threatened, it's depleted. But maybe most of all what we feel is that our own, our own inner sense of peace and harmony has also been confused, attacked. That we, we struggle, I see this with college students, that anxiety and depression is the highest I've ever seen it mental illness, confusion about who I am, not finding harmony between what you see on the outside and what I feel on the inside. We feel it. That darkness is not just imaginary, it permeates everything. But this is not what God intended for us. This is not the harmony and goodness that's part of his plan. And so, since that rupture happened, beginning with Adam and Eve, and we experience it, God has been at work to draw us back. It set forth a plan. 
And that plan is what we heard in our scriptures. That God began to reach out and he revealed himself to Abraham. And at the time there was child sacrifice. But God says, I will not ask you to offer your own son. He doesn't ask that of Abraham, but he himself is willing to do it in order to draw all of us back. He makes promises to Abraham that I will be faithful, that I will bless you abundantly. He walks with his people that when they found themselves enslaved in Egypt, as we heard today, he leads the Israelites to freedom. He's bringing them to the promised land. He shows himself to be their deliverer, their protector. We hear in our readings today that prophet Isaiah speaks words of, of love and encouragement. God speaks to us, my love shall never leave you, nor my covenant of peace be shaken. That even though I don't feel the love of God sometimes, well, first of all, God is outside of time and space. So for me to feel him in time and space, I, we actually wouldn't do that. But the fact that his love is there, I don't, I don't experience it, but it means that it's there. No, no, matter how, no matter how far I've wandered, no matter how low I've gone, that his love is there, that he promises and he cannot deny himself. And what does he do? But he, he invites, come to me. No one is forced. That's what I love. I love being a chaplain on a college campus because nobody has to be here. Even tonight, you, you don't have to be here. Your free choice shows how much you love the person you came to support. Your free choice to be here shows an openness to maybe something more. And so that's what the Lord does. He invites us. He goes, seek the Lord while he may be found. Turn to the Lord. The prophet Ezekiel tells us what God wants to do. I will give you a new heart I will, and place a new spirit within you. So these are the promises that God makes to us. How does he do it? He does it by sending his son, Jesus. That God, again, who's outside of space and time, God who is unable to suffer, chooses to come to enter into our world. People say, I remember, I remember being younger and I thought to myself, I don't think there's God. I mean, look, if I was God, if I was God, I would just come down and I would just reveal it and say, hey, everybody, I'm God, just so you know. Um, where's the dessert? You know, like... And I thought about it, and I was like, well, wait a minute. That's what Jesus did. That Jesus comes, and people looked at him, and he said, I'm God. And they're like, whoa, 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 we know there's one God, and it can't be you. So they picked up stones and they, to attack him. And then Jesus forgave sins. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus gave law. Only God gives the law. Jesus then healed people. Jesus walked on water, multiplied loaves and fishes. Jesus rose multiple people from the dead. And Jesus, who claimed to be God, 
then he himself rose from the dead. Recently I was doing a TikTok live and uh, one of the students, uh, people just throw questions out there and they're like, what's your greatest proof for the existence of God? I was like, it's Jesus. It's God showing up and saying, I'm here. Like, well, I mean, how do you know, how do you really know he's God? Maybe people just made it up. Maybe, maybe that, you know, they just, everybody, they, hey, we're going to tell everybody that Jesus was God. It's gonna, it's, it'll be really good. Well, what happened to those people who told people about Jesus? In the early church for the first few centuries, that if you claim to be Christian, it got you martyrdom. There were no riches. <laughs> there was no secret club. <laughs> the apostles themselves, something happened. They went from being afraid, our leader was killed, that something happened and they went from being scared and afraid to going out and sharing this good news with the world. That God exists, that he's not some far off energy, but he's a person who's come to be with us, that he wants a relationship with us. And these people, they went joyfully out on their own all over the Middle East, all over the Mediterranean, and they went joyfully to their death with confidence because they knew the one who conquered death, the one who held power over death. Then comes along this guy named Paul, and he was persecuting Christians because they sounded a little crazy. And Jesus appears to him, and he says, why are you persecuting me? And Paul's life makes a 180, and instead of persecuting Christians, he spends the rest of his life proclaiming Christ as the answer because he encountered the living God. Jesus is not some guy who lived 2,000 years ago that we read in a textbook or the, or the Bible. That God, who has existed for all eternity, exists today that our God is alive and doesn't just stand back and watch us suffer but draws close takes our suffering on his back joins us in it and is the one powerful enough to lead us to new life and resurrection He invites us to make a response to him. Lord, I've been trying to carry it on my own and I'm exhausted. Lord, I'm trying to figure it out and I can't. I had a student, he was here a couple years ago and he came to me, I'd never had this happen before, and he said, Father, I just want to let you know I'm leaving. I mean like, Tonight or what? He's no, no. He's like, I'm gone. I don't want to be Catholic anymore. And I said, you're free to leave. And I want you to know you're always free to come back. He came back three years later this summer. And he said, I want to meet with you. Great. So we did our COVID chat in the backyard. And, and he said, I, uh, I tried to make my own meaning in life. I tried to make my own purpose, find it. 
And he said, I've never been so depressed. He said, I want God, I need God, and I have no idea how to do it. So we talked. I talk, we talked about, I said, why don't you read, open the Bible. Actually, why don't you ask God? God, if you exist, reveal yourself to me. I touched base with him once since then, and he's on the journey. He's finding that peace that he longs for. It's that longing for peace, that longing for life, for harmony, that has led you students here to ask for sacraments. That what draws you is not one religion among many, but Jesus Christ, fully present in his body, the church. That what Christ promises, what we desire, is a new spirit. That he's the one that can actually do it. We long for confirmation where that gift of the spirit is even further strengthened. We long for union with God. I don't want to feel disconnected anymore. Our God comes and allows us to be in union with him. And this union is not just imagine. It's not just, you know, being Christian. It just gives you something to hope in. You know, it gives you, you know, we all need morals. And so, you know, be Catholic because that's a good moral system. It's like, no, um, if it's up to me, like, let's just go have fun. The reason to be Catholic is because Jesus is present and shows us not an easier way to live, but the way to experience life to the full. And so how do we do that? We unite ourselves with him. We follow the path to the cross. He shows us the shortcut to heaven, not the easy way. Like St. Paul says today, that we who die in Christ will rise with him. And so the students seeking baptism, you will come up and in a very simple action, with a powerful, supernatural effect, that you choose to die, to bury yourself in the waters of baptism, so to rise with a new spirit, a spirit of hope and life, a spirit of courage and trust. Last story. A couple years ago, there was a, a student I met. At the beginning of the year, there used to be these uh, new student orientations, you know, pre-COVID, you know. So we were on campus, and I'm at a table, and I hear this mom say to her daughter, oh, hey, look, the Catholics are here. Um, <laughs> And I had learned by this time to kind of stay out of the way. Like, I'm behind the table. Like, I'm not here. You don't see me. Because apparently the cleric's kind of like student repellent at times, you know. So I hear her say to her mother, Mom, I'm not sure I want to be Catholic anymore. To which I perk up and I look at her. She's still a few feet off. And I say to her, that's okay. To which her mom turned and said, what? <laughs> I said, you don't have to be Catholic. 
but I would like to let you know that we're here and you're always welcome. She's like, okay. So mom grabbed the material and the two went off. Well, she ended up, she looked at the different activities that were happening during Welcome Week and we were doing a barbecue and she said, um, you know what, I'm gonna give that a try. Free food, what's going on, you know? So she shows up and while she's here, she meets um, one of our students, one of our missionaries that's here and she actually has a good time. They exchange numbers and they invite her back. And she's like, wow, I have a good time. She ends up going on a student retreat, and then they're talking about this conference, national conference, and she's like, travel to another state, hang out with a bunch of college students. How many college men will be there, she asked. Um, She's like, I'll do it. Well, she goes to this conference, and she encounters the living God. And she comes back, and she tells her parents, Mom, Dad, God is alive, and, and, and he wants a relationship with us. And her parents are like, yeah, 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 we know, honey, that's great. And, and she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you don't get it. Like, you can, just like we have a relationship, and we talk, like, we can have a relationship with God. And they're like, yeah, yeah. she's like, I don't think they get it. So she... She proceeded to keep growing in her faith, but she wanted her parents to get it. So she left a book in the, in the bathroom so her dad would read it. Um, a few weeks later, the bookmark moved. She's like, okay, it's working. Um, about the faith. And then her dad one day was asking her questions. Tell me about this. And, and so they have this conversation. And then her dad started getting more involved in his parish. And he ended up joining a Bible study. He's like, I've never been in a Bible study. I'm a grown man, but um, I kind of haven't read the Bible much, so I'd like to do that. Uh, Right about that time, he lost his job. And he's like, well, this stinks. He's like, but now I can make that other Bible study during the day. So he starts going to two Bible studies. He starts stopping by the chapel. And about two months later, he didn't feel well. He went to the hospital and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. They gave me a call, so my next trip to Phoenix, I stopped by the hospital, and I walk in, and he's there, his wife, one of his daughters is there. I was like, how you doing? And he said, with a smile, Father Matt, I don't wanna leave my wife and daughters But let me just tell you, I cannot wait to go be with Jesus. That at the same time, his body was dying because of the cancer. That because of his faith and the spirit of Christ within him, he was becoming more and more alive. Christ is the one with power over life and death. That's the gift he offers. Not an easy life. But he who is the way, the truth, and the life. Life to the full. And that life that he offers us is not just for the people receiving sacraments. It's for everyone here. That we can choose to make that response, to to open up, and to let him in. To give his spirit permission to come and dwell 
where we can say tonight, Jesus, I, I desire to experience that new life, that hope, that meaning, that peace that you offer. I don't even know if you exist, but I give you permission to reveal yourself because that's what I want. I know I'm not perfect, but if you will accept me as I am, I want you in my life. And with that permission and that invitation, the Lord's promises can begin to be fulfilled, not just in other people's lives, but in our own.